Grab your Bibles tonight. Just uh, pick a, a really good book that you like. <laughs> I'm kidding. Go to Ezekiel tonight. Go to Ezekiel if you would. I want to speak to you tonight as, as a family. I want to speak to you tonight as a tribe, um, as a company of watchmen tonight. I'm going to be in Ezekiel chapter 3. <clears throat> while we worship in this room, while we're gathered in this room tonight, things are shifting in the earth. The last 48 hours... If you're aware, the last 48 hours in the nation of Israel are very testing. There have been hundreds upon hundreds of rockets out of Gaza from Hamas. Once again, the Iron Dome, the Iron Dome you say that right, is thankfully protecting the great people of Israel. Go ahead and silence your phones. Go ahead and do that. Hopefully that wasn't my phone. <laughs> I think mine is silence. And I'm going to check, so go ahead and check yours. Go ahead and silence. Yep, mine was silenced. Well, praise God. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on with China right now. Guys, there, there's a game changer coming soon. There's a real game changer coming there's a lot going on with the alliance with Russia, with China, with Iran right now. There's a lot escalating even with Russia and Ukraine that is not even being telecasted. Of course, you're not finding most of this on any mainstream, and I hope you're not even plugged into mainstream media, for God's sake. There's a civil war that is exploding for the last year and a half in Ethiopia. You know, guys, in, in the civil war in the nation of Syria, the last 10 years, over 500,000 people have been killed. In the civil war in the nation of Syria, over 500,000 people killed in Syria. In the last year and a half in the nation of Ethiopia, more than 500,000 people have been killed. And who's right in the crosshairs of all of this are Christians. Things are really shifting. And as I have said many, many times, guys, we believe that revival, what we say of revival, awakening, is not going to just look like years of the past moves of the past, there's another level of intensity, a whole other level of intensity that God's going to strike his fire on the ecclesia to begin to move heaven into the earth to do the will of God in these last days. God's going to find a people who watch and pray. God's going to find a people who watch and pray. And know his heart and seek him and move heaven into earth and begin to lose his power to begin to battle against this antichrist spirit and even this new age 
and new world order agenda that is trying to absolutely wipe out America. And I'll tell you what, I believe with all my heart the ecclesia that God is raising up in this hour is going to win, win in America. God hasn't commissioned us forward to lose. Come on, church. He's sending us forth to war and to win. Glory to God. Lord, just take these next few moments as we break open the word. Use them for your glory. Your word is so anointed. And let the spirit of God rest upon your word and flow in your word and flow upon me in Jesus' name as your messenger. As your messenger, Lord. Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 17. <clears throat> Hold on one second. Just, just talk amongst yourself. I need some water. You're not supposed to sing your voice out before you preach, but I do it every week and I can't help it. <laughs> I think the Lord loves it that way. Amen. I want to speak to you again tonight, guys, as, as a family and a tribe of watchmen, because this is what God is doing. God is raising this tribe to be watchers. He's raising this tribe to be seers. He's raising this tribe to be a prophetic tribe. There are realms of the Spirit that the Holy Spirit is courting us into. It's going to change things dynamically, dynamically. It's going to be very different. We're going to know the things that we need to know by the Spirit of God. There's going to be such a witness of the Spirit. We're going to be seeing brand new things, understanding new things, and God giving us strategy to pray into the things that are happening in the earth so that we win. Y'all with me? Y'all with me? Thanks, Mark. I appreciate that amen right there. Are y'all with me? Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, hear a word from my mouth and give them a warning from me. Ah, read it again with me. Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, hear a word from my mouth and give them warning from me. I'm going to jump now into Ezekiel chapter 33 for a moment. It's going to be behind me, of course, but put it in your notes tonight. Ezekiel 33 and verse 3. Concerning of the watchman, when he hears or when he sees the sword coming upon the land, if he blows the trumpet and warns my people, then Whoever hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning, if the sword comes and takes him away, his blood shall not, his, excuse me, his blood shall be on his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet, but he did not take warning. His blood shall be on himself, but he who takes warning will save his life. Notice that. But he who takes warning will save his life. But if the watchman sees the sword coming, and does not blow the trumpet, 
And the people are not warned, and the sword comes. And take any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at the watchman's hand. What is God getting down to? God's getting down to the business of partnership. God is getting down to the business of responsibility. He's getting down to the business of accountability. I'm speaking again about a theme that the the Holy Spirit has had me weaving through the house, just a tapestry of this, hitting it at the right times. And I believe now again is that right time to speak to you concerning the watchman. Jeremiah chapter 6 Verse 16 and 17, this is out out of the NIV. This is what the Lord says, stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths, ask where the good way is and walk in it. And you will find rest for your souls, but you said we will not walk in it. I appointed watchmen over you and said, listen to the sound of the trumpet. Now, I'm going to read it to you out of the New King James Version. I have set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. They shall never hold their peace day or night. You who make mention of the Lord, do not be silent. You who make mention of the Lord, do not keep silent. Those of you that were in Israel with us, you will remember when we were in Jerusalem walking the ramparts, which are... The tops of the walls, they're like a hidden corridor or a hidden hallway that you walk through, and there's little slivers of windows for archers to get in there. You remember that? How we were walking through there and praying. He says, I, I've established watchmen, and they're going to cry out day and night, night and day. They're going to be the watchers, watchers, catch this. The watchmen were to look for the messengers or the runners. If you're taking notes, you want to write it down. The watchmen were to look for the messengers. The watchmen were to look for the runners. Those runners that were coming to the gates so that they could communicate to the gatekeepers for when the gates were to be open, and especially, I would say more important, to make sure when the gates are supposed to be closed to the enemy. Are you with me tonight? To watch for when any enemies would be approaching at the walls or at the gates. The watchman had to be watching. There are many in the church right now, ladies and gentlemen, that are fast asleep. They've been rolling over for a long time hitting the spiritual snooze button. That is not the company that we are a part of, ladies and gentlemen. We're to be alert. We're to be sober. We're to be watching. We're to be understanding. We're we're to be preparing. As you see these things beginning to culminate in the nations of the earth, as you see what is now happening time and again to Israel, the birth pains and the frequency of these things are intensifying once again. It's like the battering drums are just ramming speed. You remember Ben-Hur. How many of you remember Ben-Hur? And they would ramp it up a little bit more and a little bit more. It's, it's coming, ladies and gentlemen. We're coming to an epic crescendo and a manifestation of the king ultimately coming in his glory and for him to receive the nations as his own inheritance. Come on, church. Seasoned and mature watchmen. 
They're often alerted by the Holy Spirit. Let me say that again. Seasoned and mature watchmen are often on notice or alerted by the Holy Spirit before there's any concrete evidence of anything happening. What, what happens is God has friends that He is sharing His secrets with. You find this in Amos chapter 3, verse 7. And I'm not going to act like I have a total handle on this, but what I do know and what I can tell you tonight is God loves intimate friendship and God loves to share what He is doing. He says that He loves to tell His secrets to His friends or His servants, the prophets. That means that the God of the universe is even accountable to mankind. That is fascinating to me. That God wants to be accountable to man to say in advance, I'm about to do this and now watch me in my splendor and my wonders perform it. Isn't that awesome? It's awesome that God wants to talk to us. Watchmen come and they are also messengers of warning or impeding danger. Watchmen give warning to leadership in spheres I have watchmen in this house that come to me, speak to me. Now, what we're talking about, we're not talking about human suspicion. We're not talking about human suspicion. We're not talking about judging things after the flesh. We're talking about God speaking by His Spirit and illuminating things. God will, through His friends, He will loose illumination. The spirit of wisdom or the spirit of revelation. This is is Isaiah 11 verse 2. Concerning the spirit of God, the spirit of the Lord, which is the spirit of revelation. The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, spirit of counsel, the spirit of might. The spirit of the fear of the Lord. What happens is the Holy Spirit will begin to loose illumination. He's loosing light on things which are to come. And I think I might have touched this last week where Jesus said to his disciples, he said, the time is coming, I'm going to be going, but I'm going to send you the Spirit. I'm going to send you the Spirit of truth, and he's going to show you things that are to come, yet I cannot share them yet with you now because you're not able to bear them. They weren't able to bear the magnitude or the weight weightiness of the things that were to come. They had to have the endowment, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, you have to have the Holy Spirit in these last days to make it. It is imperative that you have an intimate relationship, friendship, lordship with the Holy Spirit in these last days to make it. And I know that's strong, but it's just very, very real. To be a friend of God, to be a watchman is God will speak to you. He'll give you keen insights so that you recognize you'll be able to say that's pure and of the Spirit of God. Or He'll show you something and say that is off. Something's off there. Something's just not right there. There's something amiss. It's like, it's like the watchman standing on the wall and knowing the runners. Catch this picture. The watchman stands in the wall and he's looking for the runners. He's looking for the messengers to come. They, they have watched them over and over. They've watched the stride. All right? They weren't picking up their cell phones. They weren't tweeting. 
right? Are, are you tracking with me? The watchman would be able to discern, oh, I know that stride, that's Henry. I've seen Henry running before. I know that that's him. We can open the gates. You see what I'm saying? You'll discern that something's either off or you'll discern something is amiss or you'll discern that's right on track. The Spirit of God will give witness within you that that is sound, that, that, that is pure, that is safety for your feet. You want sure standing in this hour. Can I get an amen? amen. Now, some things are just plainly off. <laughs> some things are just pitifully off, right? And some of those things right now, it's really not hard to see that it's amiss. It's pretty obvious. Unless you're under a strong delusion... Or unless you're under a demonic cloud of demons, you know immediately that's off. Let me read you something that may be a little off. This is what Dutch Sheets said. How many of you have ever heard of Dutch Sheets? All right, you're awake. You're with me. Dutch said, in America, God is showing us the fruit of rejecting him. God is showing us the fruit of rejecting him. In scriptures, he, this is quote, in scriptures he calls those who reject him or reject his word or his wisdom, he calls them fools. That's what God says. Indeed, the greatest country on earth is now has babbling, cognitively deficient people leading us. Men who believe that they're women serving in cabinet positions. Individuals creating national policy who contend that men can become pregnant. Anybody seen anything off? And attempting to punish those who disagree. Supreme Court justices that can't even define what a woman is. Educational leaders who contend that we should teach kindergartners that they can change their genders. Military leaders who believe... Wokeism defines preparedness for war. This is what Dutch says. He says, the rejection of God creates insanity. Let me say that again. The rejection of God brings insanity. He goes on, my advice to those in the church and frankly to all well-meaning Americans who have bought into this progressive liberalism in our day, for the sake of your children and your grandchildren, wake up. One more thing, he goes on. To the Christians in America who think the church should not be overly involved in political issues and elections, I would simply ask, how do you think we got into this current mess? Here's the answer he provides by allowing unrighteous and ungodly people who don't honor God and his ways to be elected into government. To the watchman. To the watchman tonight. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 3. This is a very sober verse. To the watchman tonight. This is out of the Passion Translation first. It says, a prudent or wise person with insight foresees danger coming and prepares himself for it. 
But the senseless rush blindly forward and suffer the consequences. Read it with me one more time. A prudent person with insight foresees danger coming and prepares himself for it. But the senseless rush blindly forward and suffer the consequences. Now I'm going to read it to you out of the New King James Version. The prudent man foresees evil and he hides himself, but the simple pass on and they are punished. The wise person is who? Ladies and gentlemen, the person who is wise in this hour is the person who is alert. The person who is wise in this hour, they are awake. I'm not saying woke. I'm saying awakened and quickened by the Spirit of God. The person who is wise in this hour is the watchman. The person who is wise in this hour is the one that is able to discern and distinguish between good and evil. And I'll tell you, sadly, frankly, many people can't even do that in this hour. You ask even a lot of ministry people, and they can't even get, they can't even get biblical answers out of their mouth. They're so scared. They're just so backwards and so scared of what people are going to think, what people are going to do. But I say tonight, Spirit of God, awaken us. These are not just songs that we sing. This is prayers of intercession that happens here at Victory time and again. We're asking God, teach us the ways of your glory. Teach us the ways of your fire. Awaken us, God. Awaken our heart to burn. God wants to awaken this company. God wants to awaken this tribe to give you the eyes of the eagle. He wants you to begin to see into the dimension of the Spirit. He, the Holy Spirit wants to show you things that are about to come. Why? He desires to prepare us. That's why He gave us the Word. The Word is preparing us for this hour that we are about to walk into, ladies and gentlemen. Prophecy is to prepare us, not scare us. Are you with me? Now, I'm going to say this again, and I've, I'm going to say it again, and I may say it again. <laughs> we are, say it again, say it, come on. We're not part of the prayerless church that's just sleeping by, watching history go by. We are not part of the prayerless church that's just lazy and sleeping as if all of this is about politics, just growing more and more numb to all of these atrocities all over the world. We're not part of that church. We are part of the church that Jesus Christ is building that the gates of hell are not going to prevail against. Brother, you better get your mind and your spirit renewed to this revelation right here. Jesus is building a church that truly the gates of hell are not going to be able to prevail against. And I'm telling you what, you look back through history, we couldn't have said that before. But I'm telling you, in this hour, Jesus is building a true, powerful, Holy Ghost, radiant, triumphant, victorious church that is burning, burning alive. And they will see the wiles of the devil. They will know their assignment. They will know heaven's heart. And they will go forth in the power of the Spirit, demonstrating dominion over all the forces of darkness. 
All right, that was my introduction. And I'm just playing. The ecclesia is rising, folks. The ecclesia is rising. God's not behind. God's not late. God's already finished this thing, and He's walking it out to completion. God's not commissioning us to lose. I'm going to keep saying it to you. God hasn't commissioned us to lose in this hour. We're not going to lose. Now, write this down tonight. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again tonight. There can be no place for spiritual dullness in our lives. There could be no place for spiritual dullness in our lives. We are watchmen, and that means we are soldiers. Ladies and gentlemen, we are watchmen, and we are soldiers. Hear this tonight. A soldier must always be sharp. A soldier must always be sharp. A soldier has to always be fit. A soldier has to be ready. Are you hearing this with spiritual ears tonight? A soldier has to be alert. They have to be healthy. They've got to be strong. They've got to be ready. They're not casual. A soldier's not casual. A soldier is not dull. A soldier is not complacent. A soldier's ready. They're ready. They're ready to move. We don't need to be having to wait on people to work up worship. And that ain't, that ain't what I want them doing at all. They're doing this unto the Lord. Soldiers have to come in ready. Soldiers have to be coming in and prepared and ready to ascend and build the altar for the fire and the glory to rest on. We can't be out there in the spirit of the world all aloof in our mind and our, our spirit and everything else involved in everything else. And then we come in here and then some wonder why they have such a hard time connecting with the spirit of God. And they feel like they're just lost when, when, when this is going on in this room. You cannot tolerate spiritual dullness in your life now. I'm not talking down to you. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you as a soldier tonight. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 16, Paul says that we're to live in such a way as a soldier because the days are evil. You know, I, I, I'm very cautious how much I even allow myself to regurgitate some of the Unbelievable filth that is being vomited all over our media right now. And I think you all know what I mean. I, I have to be very, very cautious about this. Guys, we are living in a day of deep evil. Isaiah, when he, you, you know this, when he prophesied about it, he said the time was going to come where darkness would cover the earth. The earth, but he used this word 
deep darkness or gross darkness. Gross darkness is going to be on the people, but the glory of the Lord is going to be arising upon you. So arise and shine. He's saying, get up and burn. Get up and burn. Don't let the spirit of this age and the spirit of this world get on you. Get up and burn. Wake up and shine. Wake up, arise, shine. Let the glory of the Lord arise on you. You're to live in such a way as a soldier because the days are evil. Listen, most of the church is not being talked to like an army of God. They're not being talked to like mighty soldiers of God. They're still being talked to about their old Adamic nature, their old nature, who they used to be. Turn on, turn on Joy FM. It's the saddest bunch of songs you've ever heard. There's no victory in those songs. There's no triumph in their songs. Life is still miserable. It's as bad as country music. I lost my dog. I lost my cattle. I lost my trailer. I lost my cat. I lost my three ex-wives. So we just Christianized it. There's no victory. There's no triumph. In Christian radio right now, there's hardly any, any songs like that of victory. That needs to change. Cody, just write us some songs. <laughs> write us some songs. Body of Christ needs to hear this, folks. You are an army that is being dressed for battle. When I watched Governor Ron DeSantis two weeks ago, this past weekend, up in Tampa, and he told a crowd that that particular night, over 5,000. The next night, there was over 12,000 as President Trump showed up. But he said, you are to prepare yourself for battle. You need to suit up. It's time for battle. Put on the full armor of God. Take up the shield of faith. Take up the sword of truth. Get ready. He says, we haven't even begun to fight. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, this is the hour that God has called us to. God has called us to war, but he's called us to war and win. God is training the ecclesia for fighting the good fight of faith in this hour, and we're going to prevail. I might run me a lap tonight. I got my running boots on tonight. <laughs> America will be saved. I'm tired of preachers trying to talk me out of it that have just thrown up their hands full of hopelessness. Full of hopelessness. I haven't given up on America at all. God is warring to save America, and he's doing it through his ecclesia, the church that Jesus is building. He's warring through his church to make sure that Satan cannot take America. I'm telling you what, that's the tribe I'm part of. I'm in the tribe that's going to win in this hour. <laughs>
you got to be a watcher. You got to be watching. You got to be alert. You got to be quickened by the Holy Spirit. I can't go into all of this right now. What God does is God speaks to me concerning our country. And the way that He speaks to me is like DHS, Department of Homeland Security. He always talks to me about what's going on in different sectors, and it's just how God speaks to me. He talks to me about different regions of our nation. I don't get into this pulpit a lot of times, honestly, because God doesn't give me authorization to go and just tell uh, everybody what I'm seeing. But God will take me into places of our nation, even waters around our nation, to begin to intercede as He's showing me things. Guys, I will tell you this. This is an hour where the ecclesia has to be rising, awake, ready to pray over our nation, to save our nation. There are, there are enemies. There are enemies within. Oh, my gosh. There are enemies within. You look at this land deal that just happened in North Dakota between, you know who did it? It was uh, Gates, Bill Gates. But who had the heaviest leverage on the land deal of over 500,000 acres was China. And they bought land right next to one of our biggest military bases. I'm going to tell you something, folks. The enemy is within. We're going to have to deal with the enemies that have been let in purposely. There's something radical coming. Radical cleansing. We're going to have to cleanse this nation from communism. That was a pretty lame amen. We're going to have to cleanse this nation from communism. Y'all okay? Or did you just want, you know, Mary had a little lamb message tonight. I'm talking to you like an army. I'm talking to you like watchmen tonight. Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2, it says, Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it in thanksgiving. Notice the connection of prayer and watching. Prayer and watching. I know the Holy Spirit is stretching your inner life. I know the Holy Spirit is stretching your prayer life. And I know the Holy Spirit is stretching you with the things that He is telling you. The things that I'm receiving from you. The things that you're texting me. The things that you're emailing me. I know that you are being stretched. But there's more growth to come. There's more growth to come. He said, be steadfast in prayer, being watchful. 2 Timothy chapter 2, it's going to be behind me tonight. 2 Timothy 2, verses 3 and 4. Therefore, you must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. You must endure hardship. Oh, man, Brian, I came here to be encouraged tonight. I'm giving it to you. You must endure hardship. You're welcome. As a good soldier of Jesus Christ, no one engages himself in warfare, entangles himself in the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. 
See, in hardship, that is the ter- that's the terrain, folks. And I want to tell you tonight, in hardship, do not get offended with God. I watched Benny Johnson's funeral yesterday. I watched her celebration of life of a dear friend of ours. I watched Bill bring one of the most important, I believe, one of the most important messages in this hour to the body of Christ of walking through the pain and the grief of loss. But we also watch something modeled. Bill's making sure he will not allow his spirit to be contaminated by offense towards God. And that is one of the ultimate keys to victory. You've got to realize that hardship, church, is part of the way of every true disciple of Jesus. Every true disciple of Jesus is going to have hardship. That's why Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. This is not a real uh, spicy message that we hear in the church anymore, is it? you got to take up your cross to follow Jesus. I don't like to say it, but I have to tell you, we are not immune from hardship. We are not immune from trials, tribulations. Jesus said, in this life, you will have many trials. In this life, you will have persecutions. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. That's where you need to shout. That's where you need to shout. God wants you spiritually sharp. Don't worry about it. I got it. He wants you fit. He wants you ready. He wants you sharp. Now... Prayer and fasting will keep you sharp. I'm going to say it again. Prayer and fasting is not seasonal. Prayer and fasting is a lifestyle that the Holy Spirit is bringing us into. It's just like I've said before. Revival is not seasonal. Revival is is not just some great season. Revival is the inheritance. Awakening and revival is the ongoing inheritance and the lifestyle of believers that the Holy Spirit has desired to take us into. And a lifestyle of fasting and prayer will lead us into ongoing fire and awakening. Ongoing glory. And this is the life of a soldier. It's the life of a soldier. We're not just trying to build a nice little community where you get some good friends and some buddies and you hang out. That's not what this is about. We're about to face fierce opposition. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, they are doing everything they can right now. You better believe there are plans. They are planning to shut down the churches of this nation. They are planning to intimidate every man of God, woman of God, church. Things didn't work out so good in their their last exhibit of COVID-19. Now, they may have, you know, 
put nanobots in hundreds of millions of people all over the earth. And boy, we could talk about that tonight. But the plan didn't go fully to what they wanted. They want to shut down the church. And I'll tell you why. It's because the ecclesia is the only one that has the anointing to win this thing. Without the anointing of the Holy Ghost, Ron DeSantis is not the answer. Without the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost, Donald Trump is not your answer. It doesn't matter who it is. There must be a holy burning fire and anointing from the Holy Spirit burning on the ecclesia to win this thing. You are a soldier and you are enlisted for this time. For such a time as this, you have been called. Glory to God. I feel this like fire in my bones, even though there's coffee all over the floor in front of me. There should be no place for spiritual dullness. I say this over myself all the time. I'll look in the mirror at myself. Brian, there is no place for spiritual dullness. I'm telling you what, folks. I'm going all the way with this. This is what I was born for. I'm not missing my hour. I'm not missing my hour. I want to stay sharp. I want to stay sharp. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 But the word of God is living and powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It is a discerner of the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. That is intense. That is intense. God wants us sharp, ladies and gentlemen. He wants his word burning in you. He wants his word alive, burning in your belly like a fire. And when it comes out of your mouth, he wants it piercing darkness. When it comes out of your mouth, listen, God, God, God is not concerned about you offending people. God's not, God's not even about protecting our image. God is about his concern is your commitment to his heart and your commitment to heaven's agenda and you becoming a mouthpiece that when you open your mouth, the sword of the Lord comes out and it pierces the darkness and truth and righteousness is declared to a wicked and perverted generation. Pastor Kilpatrick wrote me today, and he said, we're ready to come, and we're armed with truth. I love my spiritual dads. I'm telling you right now, they've kept the fire burning. Ephesians chapter 5. We're getting there tonight. We're getting there. Y'all okay? For real. In verse 15, see that you walk circumspectively, not as fools, but as wise. <laughs> Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not be drunk with wine in which is dispensation, but be filled with the Spirit. 
Oh, Brian's going to start meddling. No, I'm not. Listen right here. Walk circumspectively. What does it mean? It means look within and look without. In the Latin, this is what the word means, circumspectively. In the Latin, it means look around. Write it down tonight. Look around. I want you to grab hold of this. You've got you've to look and be very careful how you live. Friend, this is why Paul said, don't get drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. You've got to be very careful how you live in this hour. Are you hearing this? you got to be very careful how you live. Paul is saying we are living in a fallen world. You're living in a fallen world where there's a lot of dangers. You're living in a fallen world where there's a lot of traps. You're living in a fallen world where there's a lot of temptations. You're living in a lot of world in a world where there's a lot of enemies. It's a minefield out there. That's why he said put on the full armor of God. And don't be toying around with the vices of the world. Don't be toying around don't be getting drunk. Don't be being lazy and feel it. Don't be doing that. Walk circumspectively. Look within and then look without. Measure the spiritual landscape. Know what's going on, ladies and gentlemen. That's what a watchman is doing. He's looking. The watchman is surveying the, the spiritual landscape. He's measuring the winds of the Spirit. What are you doing, God? What are you saying now? I'm watching your scriptures, and now I'm watching the nations. I'm watching your word. I'm watching Israel. I'm watching your word. I'm watching the nations align. And it should be setting you on fire. The true prophetic ministry in the earth should always be pointing. I'm telling you, the king is coming. The king is coming. And I'm living for his coming. What's he saying? He goes, live in such a way. Live in such a way. Look around. Look around and understand. Be sober. Be sober. Be alert. Look around. Discern what is going on around you. Don't be caught up in the nonsense, the absolute garbage and nonsense that is being vomited out on this nation. That can derail you and get you thinking about everything that is worthless. The Spirit of God wants to, he wants to sharpen you and cue you in on what really matters. So that you're not easily blindsided, see. Because he said, Timothy, we're, we're living in perilous times. He said, you need to understand this. Perilous times, they're coming. I've said it before and I'm going to say it again tonight. And Maybe you need to write it down. If we choose to ignore reality, we will not be able to ignore the consequences that come by ignoring reality. If we choose, see, and this is what most of the church is doing. They want to bury their, hand, their head in the sand. They want to build walls and insulate themselves in the church but not engage the battle. They think they're still doing God a favor by showing up in a building and giving a little bit of money, but when they leave, not doing jack. And jack in the Hebrew means, and the same in the Greek. They're not doing nothing. 
They're not doing nothing. That's not the church that Jesus is building. The church that Jesus is building, there's no retreat. They're running into this darkness. And they're running with their swords up. The truth of the word of God, the righteousness of God. And they're going to decree, this is the word of the Lord. They're going to deal with the enemy. They're going to deal with evil. I'm speaking to you tonight as watchmen. I'm speaking to you tonight as soldiers. You still with me? The modern church culture says, or they think, that fighting is evil. Stay with me here. The modern church, they, the modern church thinkers think they, they, fighting is evil, but I found in Scripture that fighting is necessary to resist evil. I said fighting is necessary to resist evil. The church, ladies and gentlemen, is the restraining force of evil on planet Earth. What do you think is going to happen when Jesus removes his church from planet Earth? The Apostle Paul tells us in Romans 13, you can put it in your notes, look at it later. He says that true legitimate leadership that God has raised up are avengers upon evil. We are restrainers, we are avengers. We are the one literally, the ecclesia, the church in the earth is literally holding at bay the total tsunami of takeover of evil. See, in an effort to bring peace and righteousness, the church has failed to raise up those who will fight for peace. You have to do more than just pray. Stay with me here. Prayer is paramount. Jesus did nothing without prayer. Can I get an amen? amen. We can't do anything without prayer. Prayer is paramount. Jesus did nothing without it. But what has to follow up prayer is righteous action of speaking the truth. Getting out into the nitty-gritty. Holding the wolves accountable. Holding the wolves accountable. And bringing them to judgment. And speaking truth. Foolishly, hear this tonight. The church has taught an entire generation that fighting is bad. And then they're shocked when they don't even know how to defend themselves in their schools and their universities. They don't even know how to defend their own hearts away from an enemy. They haven't even been taught spiritual warfare. They've been taught fighting is bad. You don't want to engage in that. You just want to come to church and sing these great songs. You can hear them every day on Joy FM. Okay, sorry. <coughs> I'm going to get a call from my dear friend, Michelle Skorsky. God bless her. <laughs> And to, and to be honest with you, I absolutely love Michelle Skorsky. I thank God for her. She's a gem. Yeah, she is a warrior. You're right. She is a warrior. Spiritual warfare is real. It's real. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, very familiar scripture to us. Look at the words behind me. For the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty in God at the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into the captivity of obedience of Christ. 
We need to be fighting against real evil, ladies and gentlemen. We need to be fighting against real deception. We need to, are you hearing me? We need to be fighting against real deception. We need to be fighting against real destruction. We need to be fighting even against real propaganda that is exalting itself against the knowledge of God. The church can no longer remain silent, my God, about abortion. The church cannot no longer remain silent about these altars to demons and to Baal. The church can no longer remain silent on homosexuality, ladies and gentlemen. The church can no longer remain silent on families. The church can no longer remain silent on what a woman is or what a man is or what God's ultimate design for a man and a woman is. Are you hearing me? The church can't be silent anymore on sexuality. Church can't be silent anymore on fornication. You can't be silent anymore on marriage. You can't be silent about biblical marriage. You can't be silent about what real racism is and how it actually established a stronghold in this nation and who the wolves were that did it and who are still propagating it. The church has to speak about violence. We've got to bring the truth. Back to the words of Jesus now. (laughs) Man, I've got so much. There's so much I want to say about pharmaceuticals right now, and I think I'm going to save it for another night. And I think when I go the distance of that night, I'm going to go the distance and just bring the gavel. I'll tell you, I remember, I just have to say this. I just have to say this. Bren knows that this this is true. I remember before we moved to Sarasota, you know what I'm going to say. I said, Lord, please tell me what the stronghold is of this region that I'm going into. This is long before we moved here. At that time, I was laying on the map of Florida. I was laying on the map of Florida. I was praying over the major hubs, all the major cities of this great state, knowing God was calling me and Brent back to the Sunshine State. I was laying over the map. I asked the Lord about Sarasota. I asked him about this region. I said, Lord, what is that stronghold? What is the greatest stronghold in this region? You know what he told me? He said, pharmaceuticals. Sorcery, that's right. And what is happening right now is an absolute abomination on every nation on earth, what pharmaceuticals are doing. And now, it, now it's going to the gross demonic insanity of cutting little babies' bodies and putting in them hormones and doing everything in the world. Sorcery. Just absolutely demonic. We're going to go there one night. Matthew 16, these are the words of Jesus, verse 2 and 3. Do you have 10 more minutes left in you? For real, do you have 10 more minutes left in you? These seats are comfortable. Don't tell me your butt hurts. You're fine. You're going to be all right. (laughs) Come on. Come on. You got it in you. Can I have 10 more minutes for real? All right, good. (laughs) Pastor Kilpatrick's watching. He, He liked that. I know he did. He said, when you say, when it is evening, you say, it is fair weather for the sky is red. 
And in the morning, it'll be foul weather today because the sky is red and threatening. You hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you can't even discern the signs of the times. See, the watchmen, the watchmen are the ones that discern the hour. The watchmen discern the hour. The watchmen watch and discern the enemies. The watchmen watch and discern the times. The watchmen watch. They discern the shifts of the Spirit. They can see the waves coming. They can see the waves of glory coming in, but they can also see the waves of the enemy, and they'll deal with them. Now, Jesus said, he defined in Matthew 24 some of the signs of the times. And I'm going to go through these quickly. In verse 4 and 5, he talked about there's going to be religious deceptions. <laughs> oh, that's a big one. Verse 4 and 5, he says there's going to be religious deceptions. You, you, are, are, how many of you are actually following what is coming out of Rome with the Pope right now and the Vatican and all of the blending of these religions? How many of you are following this? Oh, more of you need to be understanding what's, what's going on here. There's a whole blending of a one-world religion coming out, guys. Uh, yeah, read your Bible. That's right. Verse 7, Jesus says there's going to be famines. We talked about that last week, week before. He said there's going to be pestilence. That means disease epidemics, pandemics, verse 7. He says earthquakes. There's going to be more of the increase of earthquakes, Verse 9 and 10, he said, there's going to be the persecution of the followers of Christ. Persecution, attacks, even from within the church. Then he goes into verse 12, and he, he talks about lawlessness. And I'm telling you what, that word right there, ladies and gentlemen, defines everything that we are walking through in this hour. Lawlessness. What does that mean? Lawlessness means what? It means the rejection of of the law or the will of God, and it's substituting the will of self. Did you hear that? Judges chapter 17, verse 6, throw it in your notes. It says that man was doing what they thought was right in their own eyes. That's where we're at. You can't judge me. I can do whatever I want. You can't judge me. I'm a girl. I woke up. Now I'm a guy. I, now, now, now I'm this. I woke up, now I'm a zebra. I woke up, now I'm a lion. I can do whatever I want. Jesus said in verse 14, the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the earth. And then he went on, he said, Jerusalem's going to be surrounded by enemies. They're going to be surrounded by enemies. And then he said, there's going to come a time of the abomination of desolation where the enemy sets himself up in the temple and declares himself to be God. He goes on. He says, watch and pray. That's what Jesus said. Watch and pray. Take heed, that, take heed to yourself, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, the cares of this life, and the day come upon you unexpectedly. Watch, therefore. Hear these words. Watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. Are you seeing it? He's saying, you have to be a watchman in these last days. Jesus is telling you that. You have to be a watcher. You've got to be alert. 
you got to be standing at attention in your spirit. You, you can't allow spiritual dullness. People are going to be, what do you say? They're going to be, they're going to be flooded with the cares of life, carousing, drunkenness. The day's going to come upon them unexpectedly. That's not going to be our story. Jesus said, failing to discern the times can be very, very treacherous, very dangerous. And this is where I close tonight. For us as watchmen, this is the big point. For us as watchmen tonight, to be a watchman means you can correctly discern the times. And when you do, it can actually launch you into personal revival. If you discern the hour, if you look into the scriptures, look at everything that these apostles wrote to us concerning the last days, concerning what was coming on the horizon in these last days upon mankind and upon the nations, it should be literally launching you into a personal revival. And I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. The greatest altar call on planet earth is being issued by the Holy Spirit on every nation right now. The Lord is literally turning hearts back to him as people are awakening and they're watching what is on the horizon. There are prodigals all over, prodigals, prodigals all over that have literally been watching since February of 2020 when this insanity broke out globally. And, it, and it's like the Lord just lit their heart on fire, started opening their eyes and turning turning them back to him and saying, look, look, now look, now look. Don't turn away from this. Don't turn away from this. Look at it. Are you with me? And it should also lead us into the greatest awakening and the greatest harvest on planet earth before Jesus returns. I'm living for this. I'm living for this. You're living for it. So we as watchmen, who are we? We must be alert. We must be mature. We must be sober. We must understand and discern the signs of the times. And I'm going to close here. Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 33. It's probably behind me. Whoever listens to me. Is it behind me? Whoever listens to me. Read it. One more time. Isn't that awesome? That's the address of a watchman. You'll live without fear of the future. You'll be right in the grip of the Lord. You won't have fear of the future. You won't have anxiety. I watched Governor DeSantis yesterday morning. I did not premeditate closing at this place, but this is where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to land. I'm going to close. I watched Governor DeSantis yesterday morning, and he talked about how the pronouncing of fear in this nation, what it did of people staying out of the hospitals because they saw the dilemma and the trauma of what was going on, and people were staying in their homes, and anxiety grew to such mountains panic and fear that people were having heart attacks, 
all over. He, talk, he talked about the dilemma of why are we having such a spike in heart attacks, this going on. He says it's because they peddled fear. Well, if you've read the book, Jesus said men's hearts would be failing them. Why? Because of the things that were going to come upon the world. Jesus said this, this is what's going to happen. People are going to be so rattled, so fragile, so frail. Their hearts are just going to be shutting off because they're in fear of the things that are about to come upon the earth. That won't be our story. That's not the story of the ecclesia. That's not the story of the watchman. Hallelujah. This has been a mighty night. I knew it was going to be a mighty night when I hit that prayer room. It's awesome. Wow. Those of you that are back there, I'm so glad you can't see this pulpit. I've been slushing around in, in a carpet full of coffee tonight. It's kind of reminding me when we were out in the tent and all the mud preaching. I'm sloshing tonight. Guys, for such a time as this, we're on planet Earth right now. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing that we're alive and we're racing towards the coming of the Lord? We're racing towards the greatest outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the greatest harvest before the return of our King. We're alive, and this is why we are together. This is why we are in each other's lives right now. It's awesome. It's awesome. And I want to tell you, awakening and revival will be full, will be full of blissful things in the Spirit of God, awakenings to the Lord, encounters with the Lord, all of that. But it will also be the empowering of the army of God to march forward with righteousness and truth and engage, engage this battle, win this generation for Christ. This is our commission. So go into all the world and preach the gospel. Go into all the neighborhoods. Go into all America. Go preach the gospel. And signs and wonders will follow you who preach this glorious word. This is our time. May God light your heart on fire. May God set you ablaze. May God teach you the ways of his glory. This is, this is what we're hungry for. He's leading us into triumph. Something amazing is about to burst forth. It's awesome. It's awesome. I want you to bow your heads, close your eyes tonight. I am so thankful, Lord, and I told you this sitting on the stage before this meeting began, watching people come through the doors. I'm so thankful for victory, a church of your presence. I'm so thankful for this body, this family, these friends. I'm thankful for those that are with us online tonight, Lord. And I'm thankful that you are sharpening us. You are refining us. You are disciplining us. You are pruning us. Hallelujah. 
You're setting us on fire. And we ask for more, more, more of your holy fire. More of your holy fire in our lives. Lord, we, we ask that the army of God would be skilled, skilled, sharp, ready for battle. Ready for battle, suited up for battle. Suited up for victory. I pray, Lord, that you would give us another baptism of boldness and courage. A baptism of boldness and courage in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, fill us. Holy Spirit, baptize us with fire. Fire. Oh, meeting's never over, my friend. The fire never sleeps. The air conditioners are going to be shut off. The lights are going to go out. The doors are going to be locked. The, bil- <laughs> the meeting never ends. This is how we live. In him we live, we move, we have our being. Amen? After next weekend... The lights are going to go out over there. Air conditioners are going to be turned off. Doors are going to be locked. The meeting doesn't end. We've got a long ways to go. We've come a long way. We have. We've come a long way, haven't we? And to God be the glory, we have come a long way. But we have farther to go. And remember this. God is the master of the long game. I said this to you in prayer this week. He's the master of the long game. This is not a sprint. This is a marathon. Generations before us have ran strong and hard and fierce and were bold. They ran their course. They ran their race. This is our time. This is our watch. Watchmen, this is our watch. This is our assignment. This is our time. Let's do it. Let's do this. Amen. Let's do this. And when you get low, get in the body and get encouraged. Everybody, and listen, everybody gets rattled. Everybody gets low. You're in the right family to get encouraged. Get encouraged. Get around the right people. Let iron sharpen iron. Strengthen one another. Spur one another on to greatness. Come on. Come on. Spur one another on to greatness. This is our time. Oh, Lord, more coffee spills. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel. Was that you, Tina? Oh, God. Oh, dear Lord, that thing's huge. <laughs> you could receive the whole offering tonight in that thing. Gee <laughs> I want our ushers to go ahead and come. Let's serve the people. If you need an offering envelope tonight, if you want to give to Tina's... Tina's coffee fun. Okay. Come on, ushers come. If you if you wanna if you need an offering envelope tonight, you can give tonight by way of cash check, gold, silver. <laughs> you can give on our app tonight. Come here, Shane. I know you want to give some announcements. Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, come on. Yep. Prepare your giving tonight.
Hallelujah. Man, that word's sitting on me heavy. So, just a couple of things. There's oceans of coffee. Oh, we got to register for the Glory and Fire Conference that's coming up August 12th through the 14th. Guys, I just looked, and literally there's only 54 seats left. So if you're in here and have not registered, or if you are online and have not registered, please do that tonight. We do not know if those are going to be left. Uh, Tuesday night prayer will not be here. This coming Tuesday it will actually be at Sarasota Community Church at 630. Prayer, the prayer meeting for Tuesday will not be here on the Family Life Center. It will be at Sarasota Community Church, which is where we're having the conference. And that's at 630. And then the following Tuesday, August 16th, there will be no prayer service. But we'll be praying at the house. Amen? So, just again, Glory and Fire Conference, August 12th through the 14th. Uh, the prayer meeting this Tuesday will be at Sarasota Community Church. And then no prayer meeting August 16th. And why are we doing that? Well, because we need to catch our breaths. <laughs> there's a lot of work going into this conference, and there's a great team doing a lot of work. So we need some rest. We need some, some R&R. &R. All right. You guys ready? Two people are ready? Good. Okay. That's good. Praise the Lord. Father, we just bless all that you're doing in this place tonight. Cody, why don't you come, buddy? Just thank you so much, Lord, and we just want to honor you in the giving tonight. We want to honor you in our tithes and our offerings and every gift. Those of you that are giving online, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just pray your blessing on everyone, everyone that is sowing seed into this ministry, that you would bless them with abundance and favor. Lord, we know that we can't buy favor, <laughs> but Lord, we thank you that when we give, when we are generous... You are so good, and you pour out blessings upon us. We're so thankful. We're so grateful. In the name of Jesus, we bless you in your giving. We bless this offering. Amen. 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 I'd like our prayer team to prepare themselves. Russ, it's just so great to have you here, man. Thanks for that word tonight, too. team comes. I'm going to have Russ share something. I think it's, I think this is important. If we can have the movement just, just to the minimum, I want you to hear this tonight. Russ, just give this, just step up here while Victoria is taking care of that. Many years ago, the prophet David Wilkerson gave a message very similar. And the altar call was corporate, but it was personal. And he had us announce our name to the Lord. And do it like this. Russ Klein, reporting for duty. Lord, sir. We are identified as the bride of Christ, the army of God. But it is renewing our commitment to the commander in chief. 
I'm here, here to serve. And so I want to be the first in front of a crowd of witnesses. Russ Klein, reporting for duty, Lord, sir. Stand to do it to the Lord. Come on, mighty soldiers. Come on. Isn't that good? Praise the Lord. <laughs> I remember reading David Wilkerson's books when I was 13 years old. First David, David Wilkerson book I read was Set the Trumpet to Thy Mouth. <laughs> Lord have mercy. 13 years of age set me on fire. Guys, we love you. I want our altar team to come. We, I love you, church. You are good people. You're godly people. Godly, godly people. Lord, we just commit the altar time to you, that you pour out your spirit here. Lord, those that need miracles, those that need healing, Lord, we pray that words of life are released tonight. Words of life and power as hands are laid upon them. In the name of Jesus, Brent and I bless you guys. Have a miracle week, and we will see you next week at Glory and Fire, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Guys. Eight hundred people registered tonight. Eight hundred people registered tonight. We're going to end up selling out. It's going to be very powerful, very powerful to the glory of God. We'll see you. Have a blessed, blessed week. Love you.